Hi, welcome back to the Boston Rob Show. I am Rob. I don't know. It's been such a long pandemic and it's not over. I know it's calming down, but just be careful, folks. Nobody's wearing a mask anymore. I'm not going to stop. I love wearing a mask. Nothing wrong with covering your face. It gives me an excuse to not talk to people. Um, I wanted to tell you that I'm doing a lot of work on YouTube. So if you're on the YouTubes, go over there. Check out my page. Uh, I'll leave a link in the description of this podcast. But it's simply youtube.com backslash C for creator. So backslash C backslash Boston Rob R-O-B-B. Okay, maybe that wasn't that simple. (laughs) It sounded so much easier in my head. Just tell them the tell them the website. Anyone can remember that. Nah, you idiot. Just put the link in the description. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so I'll just link it. Hopefully you'll be able to find me. My God, navigating these websites is like uh, trying to find that baby in the labyrinth movie. And I just feel like David Bowie's dancing with it at the end. And you're like, how can I not find myself on here? Um, <laughs> you got to crack the algorithm. You got to be a YouTube. Uh, like you got to work for Google to really figure out all the nuances of this stuff. But, uh, yeah, I would appreciate if you went to YouTube and found me, (laughs) if you could just find me, that'd be awesome. And then once you find me, because it is such a David Bowie's labyrinth, uh, with a baby at the end and goblins everywhere, subscribe. So you don't lose me. Subscribing is like the holding hands of, uh, the internet. It's like, <laughs> hold hands before you cross the street. So hold hands with me before we uh, lose each other in the labyrinth again. But you know what? I don't, I don't want to talk about any of this. I, this is not going to be a funny podcast. I just did a video. It was real quick um, on YouTube, which you can watch about the passing of the Foo Fighters drummer, Taylor Hawkins. Um, and it's so much harder to like make a good in-depth video when you're doing it all on an iPhone. Um, and it's so much easier to just kind of get your thoughts out in a podcast. So I briefly wanted to discuss that because that one hits hard for me. The Foo Fighters, uh, if you're not a fan of them, really check them out. They're awesome. But if you are, you might know some of their albums. Like in 2005, they released the double album In Your Honor. Uh, it had that self-titled track in your honor it had no way back and then best of you i think best of you might have been the biggest hit off that album but right after that album was released by the foo fighters uh, a couple weeks later my father took his own life and i leaned on that album like a crutch for one two years i really don't know um but that album helped me through some of the darkest times of my life i guess that's what happens when uh, your country doesn't value healthcare. You go to music for your healing. I fortunately had, was surrounded by some really rad people who helped me get into therapy and stuff like that because I couldn't afford it. And I was part-time, even though I was on a top-rated morning show, I was a part-time employee. <laughs> so I didn't have healthcare for like five years. Um, God, it sucks that healthcare is like tied to jobs. Because if you're struggling and you're really struggling and you're part-time or whatever, it's so hard to get help, like to really get help. Um, So what, and and I don't even want to go like too much into that story. I've talked about it here on the podcast before. 
Uh, you can scroll back and find where I speak more about my father's suicide and like the the survival mode me and my brothers had to go into for the next, you know, five, ten years. Well, in fact, my youngest brother, I, I say this on the video I just made, my youngest brother's just never recovered. He was 15. Um, he wasn't even out of high school. And at the time that my dad passed, like right right before the funeral or was it I think it was right out it was like this close like you don't even have time to process it and my dad's two brothers are uncles who you would think were be the ones to like protect us and defend us they took us out to lunch and told us uh well told my little brothers because I was out in California at the time I was just back home for the funeral and to try to help uh I don't even know how I could help but just try to be there and my work was rad about it. They were like, take as much time as you need. Um, but I went out to lunch with my uncles and my two little brothers. And my uncles were there to tell my two little brothers, you had to get out of the house you grew up in. The house your father built, you guys needed to beat it. Because uh, his now ex-girlfriend says you need to get out. So they were the messengers for his ex-girlfriend. She couldn't even tell them on her own. And she had my dad's brothers do it. So if you can imagine that lunch, um, I was livid. I've never wanted to strangle somebody so bad in my life. So I had to obviously leave the lunch for a moment and compose, uh, compose myself. Um, how did I get into that? See, I promised I wasn't going to talk about that stuff. Cause you know what that does. And, and this is true to, oh, I was talking about my youngest brother, but you know what, me talking about this, and that's the thing, that's what this podcast is about, it's about speaking up, because when I talk about this stuff, my family, my dad's family, who I haven't talked to in, God, five years, I don't know, they don't reach out to me anymore, and the few times they did reach out, it was on Facebook, I've deleted my Facebook, I don't have Facebook on my phone, I don't use Facebook, they have my phone number, and they decide to, like, reach out on Facebook to send me messages, like, that's the stuff that drives me nuts, you want to know how to drive me nuts? Try to tell me something important on a medium I don't use. You have my phone number. Why would you ne not call me or, you know, like that's, I just lose respect because I'm like, hey, you trying to hide this stuff? I don't see these messages for six, seven months. Um, but why I'm telling you about that, <laughs> why I'm getting so much more personal um, is because you got to speak up. Um, and I tell you about this because when I do speak up and I say this stuff on the podcast and I share this stuff with people because I think it might help other people who have gone through this. And maybe it's part of my grieving process too. That's what I think it also is. But when I talk about this stuff that happened to me, um, people get mad at me. People in my family get upset at me. So I haven't spoken with them in a while. But th you know what? This is part of how I have to grieve and process because I was so young. They were so young that... At the time, I didn't really even know what was happening. Like, if you can imagine going out to lunch and hearing, like, your two youngest brothers who you want to know are protected and uh, safe and their adults helping to take care of them because they're 15 and 17 are being told, you need to get out of the house you grew up in. There's no, like, hey, we got to go to this lady and, like, talk to her and see if we can work something out. You can finish high school. So, like, I, I don't know. You just figured there'd be more of a conversation, not a lunch to pack your shit and go um, from his family. I can see it like if she did it, you know, th th so many things just change. There's so many variables because if she took us out to lunch and said that it's a different story, we get to talk to her about it. But the fact that there were messengers sent, <laughs> like it was some medieval feudal time, 
Like, don't kill the messenger. We're just here to tell you that you need to get off this land. Um, I don't know. This stuff pisses me off. This is why I didn't want to go into it. Because I wanted to have a totally different message. Um, so long story short, <laughs> can that wrap this up? I feel like uh, this isn't helping anyone. Um, so long story short, my youngest brother, and this is so messed up, I don't know why I'm laughing. Uh, my youngest brother has just never recovered. If you can imagine, like, kind of getting abandoned like that um, by your father and then getting booted out. Like, all these things just in a row start to happen. And you're 15. And you're, like, trying to process the world. It's the time you, where you needed, like, a male role model the most. Like, that's the time, like, you're most dependent on, like, figuring out how to just do everything. Life and all that stuff. The rugs just ripped right out from Mundia. Um... So, you know, it's hard to recover from, like, the loss of a loved one. And that's why I'm making this podcast right now. That's why I made that video. Because with Taylor Hawkins leaving uh, this planet, not only does it suck, but he has three young kids. So it's, like, it's extra. It's one of those things where, like, it just haunts me. Whenever there's, like, a big death like this or, you know, I just lost three close friends over the past few years that didn't make it none of them made it to 40 and they all had young kids and it like this stuff haunts me because I just I go right back to like knowing that impact of losing a parent at a young age and like the struggle your life becomes like you don't get a lot of options after that like some ish just gets real tough um so why I'm talking about this after Taylor Hawkins passed, not only because he had kids, but his music, like, helped me survive. His music, the, the Foo Fighters music kept me alive at some times, and I can surely tell you that from my brothers, too. Like, their music was, if you've ever had to live through someone committing suicide, the Foo Fighters music speaks to you on a different level. And I know Dave Grohl always says, like, there's no meaning to my songs or like, you know, you don't think you know, and it's really not. But the meaning that I've extrapolated from it is like he clearly knows the pain of loss and he can walk you through that in a healing, melodic, rockin' tone. <laughs> I guess, how do you explain music? Someone should write a song about how great music is for healing. Um... So the whole point of me blabbling on, blabbling, that's not even a word. My two little kids were fighting about whether or not you could make up a word. As the older one said to the younger one, you can't make up words. No one's going to understand you. And I said, well, maybe now is the time to make up the word. And if you keep pressing it upon people, it will adapt. Um, but that's neither here nor there. This is the most effed podcast ever. I'm sorry. I'm like still, you know, that's the thing. Like when a death like this and this one, I know it affects a lot of people and way more than me. Um, but it just brings me back to certain things and, you know, certain, certain things after a loved one leaves you like, you need someone there to like, be like, Hey, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to like, you know, just, I, I, I don't, you know, there's so much, there's so much. It's, I have too many thoughts. I can't get them all out. Let me slow down. So when a parent's ripped away from you when you were that young, to me, what it felt like 
was the world was spinning. It came to a screeching halt and I had severe whiplash and I could not walk around the same, like nothing felt like it just, you know, like if you have a neck pain or a back pain or some kind of pain that alters your walk, it's like so painful that it alters everything about your life. That's what it is, except nobody else's world stop. No one else's world stop. Everyone else kept going and yours just comes to a crushing halt. So what I wanted this podcast to be was to tell you that if you're struggling, addiction, mental health, the loss of a loved one, speak up because that nonsense that you see on t-shirts and bumper stickers, the keep calm and carry on. Or if people are telling you, just keep quiet and keep on grinding and it will go away. People don't say that if like you got a weird mole, they're not like, just keep going and hopefully, you know, that will disappear. Same thing with anything, mental health or whatever you're struggling with finances. Like if you pretend it doesn't exist, it's not going to disappear. Why do people think that keep calm, that keep calm and carry on irritates me so bad? It's the dumbest thing ever. It's so stupid. People think it's a clever, witty thing, but it's poison. It's poison and it's toxic for anyone who's struggling. Don't keep calm. There are times where it's appropriate to be like, I'm losing my ish right now. And that's okay. It's okay to not be okay. That's what this, that's this whole thing I'm trying to get here. <laughs> I'm sorry it took so long. Uh, it's a weird road we're walking, but I'm telling you, speak up, speak up, speak up, speak out. If you're struggling, just talk to someone you trust, someone you love, or find a phone number and get it out. I promise you this, the healing can't start until you speak up. It, it just, until you start talking about it, you can't start healing. So don't carry it inside. It will erode your soul. Okay. I'm telling you from firsthand experience, I wish I had people to tell me this when I was real young and I was holding this stuff in, you know, you, well, I did. I had some people, I had some really great people in my life. And I just want, if you don't have, if you're whatever it is, if somebody in your life is telling you, keep calm and carry on, they're an idiot or they haven't suffered enough because that's not healthy, okay? And it's okay to not be okay. Those people that tell you, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Well, some people can't afford boots and that's all right. The real strength isn't pretending like you did everything on your own, peacocking around like, oh, I did it all on my own. We know you had wealthy parents. We know you lived with your parents till you were 30. There was someone just on the internet arguing with me saying, these people are idiots that move out of their parents' house and can't afford anything. And they were their argument was live with your parents until you can afford to buy a home. And I said, really? Everyone's supposed to? What about the people that can't do that? And this person was so sheltered. They couldn't fathom. They could not comprehend. They were like, why wouldn't you be able to do that? And I just, I just stopped engaging with them. I was like, oh, I guess everyone's supposed to just have parents that live until you can buy a house and are supposed to be rich enough to support you until you can buy a house. <laughs> and that's some people's reality. And they don't think anybody else uh, shouldn't have that. That's like a guaranteed American right, I guess, in their mind. Idiots. So those people, if they tell you, keep calm, carry on, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, they don't understand how lucky they are. And I'm telling you, you don't have to do any of that. But what I want you to do is talk to someone. Okay? That's all it is. Just talk about it. Talk about how you feel. And if you know someone who may be struggling, maybe just went through something really hard, reach out and ask them, hey, how are you? Are you okay? You'll never regret just reaching out. Call them. 
You know, send him a text. What? Just reach out. You'll never regret it. You will regret not reaching out. Okay. That's all for right now. I'm sorry about this weird tirade. <laughs> My God, I I apologize. I hope the message came through. I don't know. It's been a long pandemic. Is this a fever dream? I don't know. I feel like I'm on Bo Burnham's inside comedy routine in that room where I just like, I, what is going on? <laughs> it would mean the world to me if you went over to YouTube and searched Boston Rob, R-O-B-B, two Bs. That's very important. Um, and if you found me on there, if you found me through that David Bowie labyrinth, if you could just hit subscribe. It would just, it would mean the world to me. I'm really putting a lot of effort and work in over there. And it's so much harder to edit in videos uh, to get on YouTube. I really, I have a, a real respect for people who do clean, crisp edits on YouTube. Because I can't do that yet. But I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So I hope you're doing well. Really, really sad news. Taylor Hawkins. God, the guy is, he just, he didn't even look 50. He looks so young. It reminded me like my mother, you know, she didn't make it to 50. She died in her sleep. And this was a story for a whole other day. But it's like some people just are taken too soon. And I don't believe humans are like meant to reconcile and comprehend that permanent of a change, that size magnitude of a change immediately. That's It's so tough to like grip and, and come to terms with. So if you're having trouble with losing someone in your life, please speak up, speak out. Thank you. I love you. Uh, hit subscribe. Share this with a friend. Share this with anybody who you know might be struggling. And I appreciate it. I am Boston, or I am Rob, and this is my show. <laughs> that was a mess of an ending, my God.